Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. <laughs> it would be a wolf, but I. Welcome back to your latest GTA fancast with me, Gully guys, and it's a really exciting one I'm bringing to you after what was an excellent result at the weekend against Aston Villa. Two one winners, and the star of the show was the boy Wonder himself. And I'm going to be having a look in particular at Fabio Silva. He's got curly hair, and some of us would let him do unspeakable things to their wife. But for the record. That isn't me. I'm going to be having a look at his um, kind of whole performance. It was a bit of a coming of age, really, for him. I think in the sense that he he gave um, you know a, a defense the defense a, a torrid time overall. Looking at um, positioning, movement off the ball, pressing, um, the threat he posed to goal as well. A bit of a comparison with our other main focal point up top, Raul Jimenez. And uh, I'm just going to kind of kick us off with uh, Fabio's kind of off the ball work and, and positioning in particular. If you have a look at um, the image on your left-hand side, here we've got the average positions of the side. And you can see a very distinct back five in there. But Fabio is really kind of the point of the attack. He, he's ahead in front of everybody else. And the difference between that and, and how we kind of set up with, with Jimenez, generally speaking, is that Fabio um, Raul um, and the two supporting forwards alongside him, obviously Pedence and Trincao alongside Fabio. It'd be kind of a flat line, perhaps even kind of inverted almost with Raul dropping in towards the midfield and you'd have the two central midfielders just kind of sitting alongside each other. In this occasion, you can see almost like an arrow pointed with with Fabio right at the, at the tip of it and Pedence and Trincao encouraged to kind of play a little bit closer to the midfield and really build play through that part of the pitch. I think it was it's quite obvious that we didn't want to isolate Fabio too much by pinging long balls towards him. So having Pedence and Trincao a little bit closer to Dendonka and Matinho allowed them to play a little bit more through those lines and kind of work against that narrow midfield that Villa had as well. So it was a bit of a, a tactic in tandem to support Fabio, you know, stop um, Villa from really overloading us in the middle of the park as well, and it worked a treat to be honest. With the, especially in that first half, the the other image I've got here is uh, Fabio Silva's touch map, and it's kind of sparsely uh, produced. It's he's, he's he's 
operating pr- pretty much across the width of the pitch almost. And he, he was effervescent with his movement and things, but also would suggest again that Jimenez's touch maps would off, would bring a lot more activity towards the halfway line. Fabio's got a bit more closer to the penalty area and in and in on occasions inside it as well. But I'm just going to move on to a particular couple of uh, situations when it came to his off the ball movement, which one I really really liked, and second one he could probably do with a little bit of work on. But to begin with, here on the left hand side of this image, you've got. Um, Johnny on the ball on the right flank. Now, there are two arrows on the screen. The white arrow is what I would suggest would happen if Raul Jimenez was in the team. He'd come and face the ball. He'd play with his back to goal. He'd have a defender tight to him. But essentially, the movement would be towards Johnny for him to play the ball into his feet and then potentially play out towards Pedence maybe on that nearer side. But instead, you can see Fabio Silva's always making, already making his run towards uh, towards goal. And Johnny's offered that ball in the channel as um, kind of Tyrone Mings. He's favourite for this ball the majority of the way. But Fabio's enthusiasm, his endeavour and some pretty bad defending as well, let's be fair, allows him to kind of isolate Mings in that situation because the fullback is obviously pressed higher up the pitch. You know, there's there's quite a wide channel to operate in there. And, you know, you can... You can basically um, put a defender in a situation he doesn't want to be in just by making that, that run. He then nicks into into to get the ball off Mings. It wasn't really even a 50-50, I would suggest. I think Mings was favourite all the way, but again, that enthusiasm bearing a little bit of fruit there. And he probably should have done a hell of a lot better with the finish. Another situation that we had in the second half where you've got Matinho nick the ball in the middle of the park and it's him and, and Fabio running right at the heart of the Villa defence. Again, Mings and Konsa, the defenders that are confronted them. And you can see Matinho on the ball. He's running at the centre of the pitch and Fabio is just to his left. But really, I think in this situation, he's do one of two things, which is either hold a bit of width and keep um, the, the supporting defender away from from Matinho so that he can go one-on-one with Tyron Mings and potentially get a shot away or make a really aggressive run all the way across um, Konsa and Mings to get into that right-hand channel and potentially get slipped in for a shot at goal himself. He kind of ends up doing neither and basically crowds out the centre of the pitch. So something for him to work on perhaps and be a little bit more decisive with his movement in that kind of situation. Now, you can see here just a little nod to the way he combined with uh, the, the players around him. In particular, I think Trincao and Pedence have shown that they're very close to Fabio, I think, in terms of personality-wise. They they always look to be quite um, friendly with each other all the time. And Pedence and Fabio in particular have linked up very nicely in the cup games. Trincao and um, Pedence both had really good games, to be fair to them, at the weekend without being clinical enough again. And this is something we could we can level at Fabio as well. But you can see that little bit of a link up with those um, those combinations there. The one thing I would point out is there wasn't too much, you know, longer balls being directed into Fabio like you might get with with Raul. And I think that's a de- deliberate ploy, obviously, to try not to you know play to the slight weakness of Fabio's game. He's going to be a little bit. Um, you know, weaker against those big, strong centre-halves um, at his age, playing with his back to goal. We're not expecting him to go and win flick-on after flick-on um, and, and really kind of battle with two centre-halves at once. You need to try and favour him a little bit in certain situations and play the ball into him with players around him. But moving on uh, to some other uh, aspects of his game. Again, we're going to have a look at his kind of in possession and how and how well he did. Um, as, as I've mentioned, 
not too high on the the touches kind of spectrum, but also involved enough to have an impact on the game. And when he did get get the ball, he did a lot of positive things with it. He's top of the list in terms of progressive carries in the entire team. He's also top of the list in terms of the distance that he carried the ball as well. I think there's one particular instance where we saw the best of him. And again, it's another situation where Johnny's actually received the ball on that right-hand side and plays the ball into, into Fabio's feet. The difference here is that he's actually got runners either side of him, which causes trouble for the Aston Villa defenders to actually know whether they can get really, really tight to him. And if they, if they did get tight to him, chances are, you know, Fabio isn't necessarily going to win all those kind of battles. But because he was able to turn and then drive at the defence, you can see here, Trincampidence's movement is really, really important because um, Concern Mings aren't really sure which people they should be tracking. And that allows Fabio, and he makes a really good decision, to be fair, on this occasion, where he didn't shift the ball on straight away. He held on to it and he drove and he drove and he drove right at the heart of that defence. And it kind of led to this situation here where at sixes and sevens, and we've got four players in support of him as well. You know, that was the, the most exciting thing about this is the fact that, you know, we're throwing bodies forward. And he picks out a lovely little pass into Trincao again, should have been a lot more clinical in that scenario and we could be looking at Fabio Silva and having an assist uh, to go to all the, the good effort within his game. Pressing, I mean, we know he's a, he's a real kind of effervescent character within the team. His enthusiasm is infectious. I think that's what people love about watching him more than anything, really. He's, he's always constantly looking to make things happen. And for the first goal, you can see straight away, he's the one that applies that first press to John McGinn as he looks to play into the middle of the park and causes that slip to happen, really. I don't think if he's if McGinn isn't under any pressure whatsoever, and while he might be running in towards Matinho, Silva is the one that triggers that situation from happening. And then we go on to actually take advantage of it by scoring the first goal. Now, obviously, the, the, the central striker is there to score goals. And to be fair to him, he didn't go too far away, did he? He had, I think, three shots at goal in total. We think about for the first goal, he he had a, a volley that was blocked, which then landed at Johnny's feet. Really good chance, to be fair. But again, a difficult one because it was such close proximity to the defender that was that was blocking the shot. Second one was the one where he went through um, against Mings. And, you know, again, I think if he had his time again, he'd probably try and go across the goalkeeper. And then the third was a shot from distance, Um which forced a really nice save out of Emmy Martinez. But in terms of non-penalty XG, way out in front in uh, of the rest of the team, 0.8 on the scale. So should probably consider himself unlucky not to be on the score sheet. But also when you think about this role and within this team, what we expect from our striker, he's also created four shot-creating actions, including one which counted as a goal-creating action, which I think would be the, the block shot that led to Johnny actually putting that chance away. So... Clearly, always involved in the attack, always really making things happen. And and to be honest, you could argue that it's been a, a slightly overdue this run in the team. Maybe obviously it's enforced with Raul being suspended, and he's, we're going to get another chance to see Fabio um, off the back of this promising performance on Friday against Newcastle. But I'll be really interested to see what Bruno decides to do after that game. And if we have a look at Fabio versus Raul in in, in terms of a comparison. I've put together a few metrics here. I mean, obviously, this isn't exhaustive, but I think these are the kind of things, as a lone striker within this team, you really need to kind of 
um, consider when when you're looking at what what you want from a player. Now, it's a bit cheeky of me, and all the data scientists in this world will be screwing at me to, for doing this because Jimenez has played so many more minutes than than Fabio for his start. So you can't compare like for like in that sense, but. I'm taking literally the 90 minutes that Silva produced against Villa and plotting it against what Jimenez has done per 90 across this season so far. And you can see, you know, non-Pelty XG, we know Jimenez hasn't really been amongst the chances uh, to the extent that he was earlier on in his Wolves career, but Silva is up on that front. Shot creating actions, we like to see Jimenez involved in all different parts of play. 2.3 per game isn't bad, to be fair, but Silva, you know, with four really productive game clearly and the game showing that he, he had that goal creating action within that as well and Jimenez isn't doing too badly on that front but perhaps there's more we can we can look to expect from him on that sort on that front the the touches number goes to show how much we expect from Jimenez within the game though and perhaps that's why he isn't getting into the goal scoring positions that that's that Fabio was doing against Villa but I think Wolves fans and the team would probably benefit from having a central striker who is a greater threat to goal. We can't continue to to kind of rely on people like Johnny, you know, take the score in the first goal in games. We need our strikers to start producing and Silva looks a lot more likely at the moment than Raul has done in a few weeks. Um, that carry distance, you know, Jimenez isn't picking up the ball and turning. He's he's probably, you know, often losing possession, to be honest, when he is, is getting the ball. And Again, Silva really showed with those couple of driving runs that he's capable. You know, he's obviously developed physically now to actually get away from defenders. And again, pressures to the ball. He's he's, he's so much more um, enthusiastic with the way he presses uh, defences. Again, with that point to prove, perhaps with uh, maybe a bit more of a remit to do that as the first point of contact in the attack. But well ahead of uh, Jimenez on that front. And even aerial drills, I mean, I wouldn't expect this to be high over a significant period of time, but he didn't do too badly against Villa. And, and Jimenez, to be fair to him, obviously suffering with a head injury at the moment. But I think there's really a lot to be pleased about off the back of uh, the game against Villa. And I think we'll all be really excited to see how uh, Fabio does against Newcastle, a team who you know shipped a lot of goals at the weekend as well. Everybody is absolutely imploring with him to score a goal. And I'm sure it'd be one of the biggest celebrations of the season if he does break his duck at the weekend. And who knows what might happen if he gets another good run out, then maybe Raul will be stuck for a place in the team afterwards. So looking forward to seeing him play. And um, hopefully we get another good result with, uh, with, with that team at the weekend. <laughs> 